In our lives, we've all experienced trauma in some form or another, but we've never been taught what to do with the pain that comes with these negative experiences. Here at Alive and Awakening, we believe that every emotion, both positive and negative, are divine in nature. Join brothers Brad and Scott Glauser as they explore the possibility together of claiming that divinity. There is a great power alive within mankind, waiting to be awakened into Godkind. Welcome to Alive and Awakening with Brad and Scott. Hey guys, welcome back to Alive and Awakening dot com again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. How are you guys doing? How are you feeling lately, huh? How's the how's the emotion? <laughs> going huh <laughs> well, uh, i'm feeling pretty good myself yeah well good morning good evening and good night to whomever's listening out there um thanks for joining us along the way um we had an incredible episode last time with the uh, world peace just <laughs> as as one of our guys we follow it just felt like our we were ripping faces off, you know. It just it just felt good. <laughs> a lot of fun nuggets in there. A lot of a lot of wisdom. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a fun episode. We're bringing that heat in this episode too. I'm really excited about this one, man. Yeah, me too. This is going to be incredible. Emotional archaeology. So, emotional archaeology. As we dive into that subject today, um, uh, we were writing this episode a couple weeks ago, and. Um, Wow, what a fun experience. It was similar to, it was like right behind us, we released World Peace, and we were just kind of fine-tuning this next episode, and we found ourselves into so much more content than we would typically find. We're like, oh, yeah, here's another one, here's the next one. But all of a sudden, this, this as we were fine-tuning the content, this topic of emotional archaeology really arose out of it. And I think it's going to be a fun fun subject to kind of play with today. So, um uh if you're driving, if you're working out, if you're sitting on your patio drinking coffee, welcome, right? Yeah, welcome. I like that. So um, today, emotional archaeology, we're going to be talking about um, uh, just just kind of get maybe get some traditional ways of looking at archaeology, um, understanding where we're at with uh, you know with with what we what we look at um, in our lives and what is vibrating. At certain levels, um, just to strictly dive into it, um, when we say uh, archaeology, what do we mean, right? Where is it, right. and what is it? It's the study of human activity through a recovery of analysis of material culture. How's that first sentence, right? I like that. So, the arch- very lot of lot of big words. <laughs> it is. Um, so, <laughs> I this is how I think of it. So, archaeology. I mean, I'm walking into the Museum of Natural History or whatever it is, or those those classic movies, and all of a sudden you see these dinosaur bones all put together in a beautiful place. You're like, oh, look at that Tyrannosaurus Rex. Wow. He right. he was dead 35 million years ago. Hmm. That's important. Right? Right. <laughs> so, Fascinating, right? Absolutely. You know, and it just, and so as, as, you, as you think about archaeology, I want to, kind of just spin on this for a little bit just so we can really kind of dive into the subject of it. Um, The archaeology record consists of artifacts, architecture, bio bio factors, um, cultures, landscapes. Um, Archaeology can be considered both a social science and a branch of the humanities. In North America, 
Archaeology is considered a subfield of anthropology, while in Europe, archaeology is often viewed as an, either a discipline in its own right or a subfield of other disciplines. The, there, here's, a, here's a cool takeaway, though. It says, archaeology has various goals, which range from the understanding culture history to, un, to reconstructing life's pathways, to documenting explaining life, explaining changes in human societies through time. Right? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like a like you get to see the earth's timeline before you as you dig up these bones and these things and these artifacts, right? You get a kind of time travel. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's that's such an interesting like so we got the different practices in the different parts of the world understand that we're looking at an analysis of material culture, like physical, put my hand but but why, right? So the purpose of it is is to understand culture and history and really the humanities reconstructing mm-hmm. life's pathways and explaining changes in human societies through time. So there's a time factor to where this is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's not just looking at that dinosaur and going, oh, that's important or that was or that's valuable. That's cool. Right. 35 million years ago. There's a, you know, it's 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 really seeing like, man, why do we why do we look at? I guess the question is is why do we look at something that that is dead, and it's important. Hmm. I don't know. I'll ask you that question, Mister Scott. Why do we think that's hmm. important? Well, I don't know. Once you've buried something, it's not dead. But, but I think I think. I think that when we think it's dead, you know, when, you know, it's important, even though like with ourselves, we can't really kill off parts of ourselves, especially if there's emotion involved. Right. And so it's it's I mean, once you buried something, it's not dead. It's buried. As soon as the archaeologist uncovers something like that, they discover bones, artifacts, whatever um, they discover that humanity. Right. And all the new thought patterns and understandings and vibrations of what what happened in the Earth's past or whatever is kind of happening again. Right. Like we we are reliving that we're bringing up the past. Right. And it's it's fascinating because from an emotional perspective, it's the same way. Right. Yes. Because we I mean, we all have cell memory and we all like to bury the negative emotional experiences we have in our life. We like to uh, put them under nice, fancy little rocks, you know, inside (laughs) of our own body and, you know, heavy rocks so that it doesn't, you know, pop out out of nowhere. We can control what's happening in our lives. (laughs) And uh, it's, it's important, you know, because, because we don't want to lose we don't want to lose it, as we say, right? Interesting. So, I don't want to lose myself to emotion. But there's a there's a time factor perception there that you're talking about. Is you, you bury that and saying, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to consider that dead. You know, there's two things, right? In saying right. that, I have lived that in the past, and I don't need to relive that again. However, right. I'm going to bury it. Or consider right. it dead. Yeah. Now, and 
what I want to highlight there is, is it's not about the death or about burying it or about when it happened. Okay, so there was a lot of that in there. It's about understanding that vibration and thought patterns and feelings surrounding it. We believe if we bury it, it's in the past. When in reality, that past, that past has not, oh, how do I say that? That past is not, the past is not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have, that time factor is just, like, it has to have this time factor in order to be important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for some reason, we like I, when I say emotional archaeology doesn't, and then I bring the emotional and archaeology together. We're looking at archaeology as we're looking under, under discovering this past representation. But the purpose isn't to look the past; it's to understand the vibration. Mm-hmm. And we we forget this understanding the vibration part, and we just go, "Oh, that stuff in the past was important." Right. Or that stuff that was buried is important, right? And so we feel like we have to go through all this work to get to the vibra- to to basically un- reveal importance as if it's in the past and and hopefully I'm I'm painting that picture well. Mm-hmm. But I don't I I want to I mean this is <laughs> we're diving into it right now. I mean <laughs> we are. It's Okay, for exa- for example, the one of the examples we've got in here is Van Gogh, right? He's a he's a painter. He was yeah. very unpopular in his day, like he just was just a regular guy. Wasn't anything yeah. surrounding him. So, his creations and what he's painted now are some of the most valuable paintings in the world that are considered to be the most valuable things. They travel the world in these art exhibits and we look at those things and we go, those are valuable. Is it because they're in the past, and is it because he's dead that we look at them as their value, or are we looking them at the art or the vibration of it? Imagine if he wasn't. Imagine if those things weren't dead, like he wasn't. Hmm. And and put that within your own own category of of life. Mm-hmm. So, to workshop it for you, and to maybe do a little emotional archaeology now. Roll it out. What would you do? Right. Like, are you... Like, are you saying what's valuable yeah. in your life to you, right? So, so what's what's in the past? I know we're going quick here, but I, I, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. What's in the past? Or that maybe you haven't necessarily, you know, maybe as known as a little painful or a little emotional or a little happy, a little sad, but a memory of something like that. And it's in the past and it's valuable to you. Bring in or un- unbury it right now and just kind of see it for what it is. Like saying, okay, this is. Well, and that's really easy to do. All you have to do is think about it, right? Yes. And then you start feeling it, right? But... A lot of the times, I don't think people pay attention to uh, to the physical um, interaction that that entails. They think that it's a lot of just in their imagination type of a thing, right? 
where they're just going back to that memory, that's, that's, but they're not realizing how how prominent the emotion is that's still attached to that memory. That, in that that's exactly what I'm saying. So it's it's understanding. So if you want to workshop it into a place of like, okay, let's let's bring up a memory. Or let's go. Let's go. Let's go have an emotional archaeology moment, or an archaeology moment. Maybe not emotional yet. Let's go have an, our archaeology moment and dive back into that. What would be perceived right now as the past? Okay. Dive back into your seven-year-old experience. Dive back into your thirteen, your seventeen. Yeah. When you were whatever. born, whatever, whatever. I mean, if we want to represent it in a way, like dive back into your past. Dive back into your archaeology moment. And bring up something that's important. It could have been two weeks ago. could have been whatever. Like, however you is perceived now. Now, allow that to be important. Right? Now, allow that to say, okay, is that item, thing, subject, feeling, or not not feeling, I guess, subject, topic, is, is, that, is that important because it's in the past? Well, yeah, it's defined me all my life. This is what I work with. This is who I operate from. This is who I am because of this. Yeah. So that was a lot right there. (laughs) Yeah, well, we like to identify, right? We like to identify off of what we've been through. Totally. Whether it's an accomplishment or a failure, you know? Whether we've been, I mean, and it gets really thick because the stuff that we bury is usually stuff that uh, <laughs> stuff that sucks, stuff that's real, and stuff that can be really, really thick, you know. Yeah. As far as from an emotional perspective, because it's like it's like we don't really bury things and and live our lives according to something unless it's important to us, right? Like we don't identify as a victim for the rest of our lives unless we unless something happened, right? Totally. And whatever that is is probably not very pleasant. So if you're bringing it up, notice how you're feeling. Well, it's interesting. So as you're talking through that, I can I'm kind of workshopping myself in a way of like just stuff that's there, and I'm specifically thinking about just the way. I act or the way even I've even I even thought went like the way businesses or people or entities act because of the way things have always been. Right. That that's classic saying keeps coming. Well, this is what I've always done. This is what we've always done. This is how it goes. Right. right. This is how it works around here. How it here. works around here. And the vision is very cl- well, I don't know if it's very clear as you look into the past. It's very. It, I think it's muddled, regardless. If, but if there's emotion, it's very clear. If there's a lot of emotion in your memory, that memory is going to be just as vivid as if it happened five minutes ago. And that's the interesting part. Okay, you'll notice the importance of your memories or your your dinosaur bones that you're uncovering right. within your own body. Um, that that if if it's super important to you, 
and and that it's gonna be it's gonna be real vivid because if it's a negative experience that you really didn't like and it's really hard for you to to uncover and pull up and totally and dig on right it's it's gonna be vivid it's gonna be a memory that you could describe in detail to anybody and you probably do a lot because that has probably become part of your story where it's like, oh, this and this, but a lot of the times we still stay stuck in that that description from a, a head standpoint of like, this is what happened to me, this is, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And we go through all the justifications of why we live our lives the way that we do. We don't really, like, get to the point of saying, like, oh, do I want to live that way? Like, even as a business, like you're saying, correct. like, we've always done it this way, but do we want to keep doing it this way? But do I want to keep doing it this way? Like, literally. Right. Like, do I want to keep reacting, or do I want to keep people at bay? Do I want to keep these trust issues because of what happened to me in my past? Do I want to keep do these I processes want, yeah. just because they worked great on one situation? Right. And they proved amazing from a margin standpoint, or... For, profitable standpoint they proved amazing right. from this area like you can look at that in your own life i'm like this is the way i've done it because man i'm good at this right right okay like this but this this process or this thing right mm -hmm. that has created good results or this we're forgetting the vibration we're looking we're putting more importance on the thing that the painting that it's dead Right from Van Gogh, then actually understanding the vibration that exists there. Right, you put so much importance on that on that thing that's buried, and we look at it from an inanimate object. It's dead. It's you know, <laughs> and we don't look at that. Yeah, right. We don't look at what happens, like what sparks to life when we uncover it. Guys, right? so so digging this out and going through this and and looking and 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 le allowing that to rise to the top, like and these are it's understanding the culture and re and, and and then looking back into that life pathway. I'm like I'm just taking from that little definition we read earlier, and then documenting and then explaining the changes. And experiences through the societal movement, like this human, really allowing the human to come to life. The humanity. The humanity of it, yes. Understanding right? the humanity. And it is through time, so it is looking back that. But it's but understanding the humanity is it's like you're breathing life back into it. Yeah. You're reinvigorating it, bringing it back from the dead. <laughs> Literally. Right? the distinctions along the way there it's something that's been buried it's never dead mm -hmm. okay and that's that's the i mean that's kind of the appeal of burying it right because we're such a like an appeal totally we're such yeah. we're such a like like all or nothing type of society right mm -hmm. where it's where it's like it's like when you when you turn like you think that you've turned it off, right? You've buried it, it's gone forever. It's not coming back, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's not. Like I got to get the hell away from that thing, right? Totally. But 
but you can't really turn your emotional system off. I mean, you can, but that's like, that's literally dying, right? Yeah. So when you bury parts of yourself, that part of you, you don't have access into it to anymore only because you've restricted access. So you're missing out on something that could be like really potentially wonderful in your life, even if it's a negative emotion. And it can continue it can provide to such an opportunity. Rather than right. completely anchor, right? Well, it, it, I mean, it's, we're always changing. Our emotions are always evolving. We're always getting to understand more things. But if you take, you know, a, a part of yourself and you tell yourself you're not good enough and then you bury that, how are you ever going to find your worth? So I was listening to, to give a physical thing, uh, like yeah. an actual physical, tangible thing. There's listening to, um, a pod, the pod, Joe Rogan podcast about a guy comes on and he's just like, yeah, um, my knee just like completely is blown out. You know, when I was so in this age, like just completely blown out my knee and, and I've, and I've hiked, I've, I've actually like climbed Everest with it. You know, I've learned, my body has learned how to deal with this. Right. And I've climbed Everest for it. I've went with Mount Kilimanjaro. I've even done. And Joe Rogan is just like, no, what? He's like, so hold on. So this is what you've done, and your body's just kind of learned around it. He goes, and the guy was proud. He was just like, yeah, yes, I have. Like, I'm amazing because I did all this stuff. And he goes, mm. well, you don't you know about understanding what they do with knees now? Surgery-wise, modern technology, mm -hmm. what's happening? He goes, when did, you, when did you blow it out? When did you? Oh, when I was 17. I turned yeah. on it, you know, just when I was literally just kneeling down, and I turned on it. You know, and then just blow out, you know? Yeah. And he go and, and, but it's an understanding. He's like, so you, he goes, it happened to me four and a half years ago. Joe said, it happened to me. This is what happened. And I had my knee completely yeah. restructed, re reconstructed. And guess yeah. what? It's better than it was. <laughs> See, it's, it's, uh, what I, I want to bring like a physical thing is just like, this is where we're at. We have built this life around this thing and it's looking at the thing rather than the understanding of what is that to teach us about progression and always stepping into something in the now rather than leaving that in the past and allowing that to be an anchor for you to then right. define you. Well, it's, it's like we become subject to our reality, right? Like things that happen to us, we allow to define us, right? Because we define ourselves from our experiences. We do. Rather than... Okay. Rather than taking, as we're uncovering all of these things, like that knee, for instance, whatever, and saying, okay, do I want this to define me? Or what do I really want? Right? We and that's the problem is we can't, we can't fathom that everything is possible. Anything is possible. The we have a hard time because we're so, like, enthralled by what's currently so painful in our life when we bury something we turn creation off mm -hmm. but that is only just because we think that it makes it important think about allowing the importance or allowing the creation to keep going 
just from mm-hmm. a perception standpoint. Like instead of burying it, right? Yeah. And when you go back and uncover and say, well, what am I? What is this still creating in my life? Because it still well, is. Because we don't bury things that aren't important, right? No, we won't. Yeah, we do not bury things that aren't important. I mean, if it's significant, we'll you know, significantly painful, we bury it, right? It's just that that whole attitude toward the negative, right? And there's a lot of vibration in that. There's a lot of a lot of importance, right? And it's like we. A lot of people can do this over time and keep doing it and keep burying. And every time it tries to like peek its head out, bury more like it'll it'll peek its head out in different ways. Right. So different memories come up. So it's like this anchor inside of you of like, okay, this this certain like I got I got I got screwed over in business. Right. And it was like I lost everything. And then and then somehow it comes up in relationships in other things, and then I have a lot of trust issues, and I'm having a hard time. And so it starts coming up in different areas of your life, but it's the same feeling. And then we keep making these these little, like, we bury it over and over again in different ways. So we bury all these different memories that are becoming memories because we're living through them. And it's like making little deposits into our piggy bank of crappy emotion. And so it's almost like we're just making more and more of this negative inside of ourselves. How much energy, man, you just described that. I got so tired. Like I literally just like, I got so like, just so like, um, that's so much energy, man. Like I, I just, I literally just got this, this feeling of just like, well, it takes so much, dude. It takes so much to, to keep it buried and keep burying it. Cause obviously it's trying to come up, right? Otherwise we wouldn't keep, uh, seeing and exper- experiencing similar vibrations and similar experiences in our life, right? But we <laughs> have this process of just burying it, keeping it down. And that takes, a, I mean, it takes a lot of energy to control your life. And I don't think that you should be controlling it. I think you should learn to engage in it. And that's what the archaeology part of this is, is when you start digging it up, that's the engagement, right? That's, yes. well, what's this? Let's get our hands in the dirt here. And it's, let's, see what's, let's see what's in here. Get our hands in the dirt and don't believe that it's in, still in your past. Don't sit there and, 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 and say that it was when you're 17. Like, you're 25, okay? And, and it's you, just as vivid just as, as it vivid was when you were 17. So, so allow that to actually exist now. I, go, I mean, it never... Because it does. Yes, exactly. There is no past. Yeah. It's it only now. It's only, the only, it's only right now. now. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're thinking about it, if you're talking about it in your life, if it's a regular part of conversation, it's real now. It's not in your past. It's now. And so you have access to workshopping that, which means... <laughs> Basically putting it up on your own table of observation yeah. and saying, okay, what the hell is this? And do I want it or do I want to change it? Because that's the only time <coughs> that's the only time our life or our, our soul or this world brings things back up for us is so that we can decide if we like it or if we would like to change it. And so that's the whole point of having emotional archaeology and actually digging into your own life, digging into your own past, is to give you the option to choose. 
if you like it and, and you want to keep it around. Guys, and, and, and just to really kind of set this principle in further, and I know we're, I, I, I don't know, as me and Scott brought this episode here, we're just like, yeah, we could go into that process of it. But I think it's really important to kind of spin on this to allow you to really get to kind of just allow those things to rise to the top. We don't, we're here to understand the humanity in creation and allow that humanity in creation to completely thrive. Yeah. Okay. That's the point. So yeah, we could go into processes of value workshop and then now that, but, but the point of this is to really bring it on your observation table and to get rid of the perception of saying that we bury, bury, bury all this important stuff, are we really just living our life and along the way building our coffin so we can climb in? And, dude, what I'm hearing, too, at the same time, as you bring up the observation table again, yeah. is I can feel it because it's like a lot of people are going to be, are literally probably asking, what do I, but what, what do I, I do, do with, with it? it? Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Like, what do I do with it? You know, like, how do I bury it again? That's where you're coming from. And that's what that is, because yeah, bringing good. it up is uncomfortable. That's really good. Right. As, and and as it it's not about doing it's not about doing something with it. OK, which means <laughs> it doesn't mean doing nothing. OK, it's just about being with it, because the whole reason it's uncomfortable or important or or significant in your life in uh-huh. even a negative way is because you don't know how to feel it. You don't know how to let yourself it, right? be with it. It's not about the the thing on the observation table. Okay, it's not about the dinosaur bones that are sitting in the in the in the Museum of Art and go, oh, "That was thirty five million years ago. That's cool, guys." Yeah. It ranges understanding the culture, the constructing of life pathways. It's documenting and explaining changes in human human societies through time. Okay, it's about feeling it. The texture of this is, and the context of just that thing, is understanding that it's never been dead. That it's only been buried, and the only actions that have been happening surrounding it is the thing's been done, or the actions sitting there, and now like bury it. And the only thing you've been doing is standing around, basically building that to... You're like, oh, that's got to die soon. It's got to die soon. Come on. We just like, okay, now it's silent. I've buried it far enough. It's, you know, and you have the perception of it that death will will take care of it. Right? Right. And the flip of this is, is that life never dies. Yeah. It just changes. Evolves, evolves, progresses. progresses. Vibration Moves. is absolutely infinite. Yeah. So us. And so so the question yeah, is: please. Is do you want to do you want to let these important parts of yourself, even if they're negative, die? Because if you look at a lot of the really really successful people in the world, they never let those parts of themselves die. When it came to their failures, which they had a ton of, <laughs> they didn't bury that resentment. They didn't bury that failure. They kept digging. They kept going. Learning. Yeah. Not reburying it and going a different direction. 
examining it, going with it, digging it up, getting it out there, and digging into what they really are. And all this work of burying things and do that is just more evidence of you saying that, look, I'm... All it is is I'm just working and doing all this stuff just so I can bury myself and put myself yeah. in the ground. Mm-hmm. This, an- this, this anti-self-love movement, okay, <laughs> guys. That's been going on for way too long. It's been going on for way too long. It's a very old-school, traditional mentality, and it's pretty sneaky because it seems so normal. But what happens is it's this traditional mindset. Like, it's that 50s mentality, yeah. right? Get your shit together. Stop being so hysterical. You know, control your emotions. Control your right? emotions. Yeah. Control yourself, you crazy woman. Right? <laughs> it's such a it's such a it's such a fifties mentality thing. And it's like it's like, no. Stop controlling yourself. Start engaging in what you are. Start providing a space for your worth, your self worth, your, your emotion. And that vibration. To come up from your depths, to be uncovered, to be looked at, to be examined, and to be learned from. And to really engage with. Because if it's buried, you're not going to get any better at that subject in your life. You're not going to... You're just spending so much time, like so much much effort burying it. Like imagining, imagine bringing it up and then, and allowing it not to, not to ruin your life. Okay, I don't want it to bring it up so it can ruin my life, right? It's right, here. because we think sometimes. Well, sometimes we think that it's going to ruin our lives yes. if we bring that up. You know, I can't bring that up again. That'll ruin my life. Yeah, that'll 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 tear at the fabric of my perfectly sewed up positioned, sewed up, compartmentalized life. <laughs> right, straight jacket of a life. Jacket of a life. Right. And that's that's the thing is, you know, it, it's it's a vulnerable space to bring stuff up. But I promise you, the more you bring up your crap and you get used to that vulnerable space, you're going to realize that that's the only place you've ever really had any strength hmm. is being vulnerable. So the game is not about the thing and the game is not about the game's about the emotion and allowing it to really thrive. Have we asked ourselves, do we, are, we, are we living to live or are we living to die? It's huge. Right. That's huge. Yeah, jam on that for a bit, right? Allow that to sink in. Like we always, I, I feel as we're always kind of saying that, you know, the, as we kind of, <laughs> that you know, allow that let to it, really vibrate. Let it emanate out of you. That. That's good. Yeah. So I think we got a lot more to this whole episode too. But we absolutely uh, do. And I and I that's why I say I think we wanted to jam on this and just stay here for a little bit to allow yeah. that to really put that importance of. This emotional archaeology topic is going to extend on through a couple other episodes. Yeah, it's a, it's got some thickness to it, right? Because we do. We want to be that scientist. We want to be that archaeologist of us, 
uh, of that vibration. You know, we want to dive into the cellular memory and understand where that frequency is and what that frequency is. We've talked so much about that the frequency exists. Now it's time for you to allow that frequency to rise, and we're going to talk about those frequencies and how to yeah. really work through them. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to be bringing it up on our uh, workshop table here in the next couple episodes, so stay tuned. Yeah, thanks, guys, for joining us today. Um, man, awesome. You keep all the... Uh, the love going on aliveandawakening.com and Alive and Awakening yeah. Facebook page. We've been absolutely loving the engagement and the shares. Um, take those nuggets and push them out to you. I mean, this is this is literally allowing it to thrive. It's no longer and if you, Yeah, it's no longer. And if you, if you haven't, go like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, get engaged, ask questions, and let's keep this conversation going. Awesome. Thanks guys for joining us. We'll uh, thanks guys for joining us. We'll uh, catch you next time. See ya. Thank you for joining the conversation today here at aliveandawakening.com. Submit your questions, share your thoughts, and visit us on the message board or on Facebook and Twitter.